Welcome back to middle school. It's a zoo out there, so just be cool. Don't speak too loud, try to fit in. But if you don't, then you can be in outfit. everyone and welcome to the Outfit Repeaters, an unofficial Lizzie McGuire recap podcast. I'm your host Marissa Cantor and with me as always is Sam Chung. Hello, it is fantastic to be back. It is, dare I say, fabulous to be here today. It is uh, just fabulous. Good one. Yeah, Good one. <laughs> it just came to me. I, I, that was not premeditated at all, believe it or not. I wonder why. Yeah, but you know, I uh, <laughs> I I have a question for you because last week we this podcast has gone off the rails. We yeah. watched <laughs> we watched Zoe one hundred and one, and since then you have not stopped watching <laughs> Zoe one hundred and one. And you, where are you right now in your Zoe one hundred and one? You know, full watch. Yes, I've really gone down a rabbit hole. Um, I'm currently I think like halfway through season two. I don't understand. Why are you doing this to yourself? It's not going to end in a satisfying way. It's it's just about the journey. That, that's something that people say when they're lost. <laughs> <laughs> no one who knows where they're going says that. <laughs> and like, I don't know. There's just something so, it just, it just takes me back to simpler days. And it's like, life is hard. Let me just watch Zoe 101 and have some peace. <laughs> uh, okay. And is it holding up for you past the episode that we watched on the podcast? Yes and no. Um, it's it's really I'm having a fun time. Honestly, I forgot that Zoe does not have any definable flaws. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, or personality. She's just Zoe. She's just perfect. Yeah. I'm like Chase. Why do you like her? I don't. <laughs> yeah. She's pretty. Yeah. Um. It doesn't. <laughs> I guess you do you, but. Honestly, I, I don't feel the need to go down that rabbit hole with you. But I guess my question is, so now we've started watching another Nickelodeon show. And I'm wondering if you feel a similar desire to dive into this world uh, in the same way that you're, you're, you're going down that, that road with Zoe 101. No. And you know what? I'm not done talking about Zoe 101. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the biggest, I mean, the least surprising but biggest disappointment and... I mean, like, it makes sense when you watch it is doing a deeper dive into the production and, like, the people behind the scenes of Zoe 101. And there's not a single female writer on staff for that show. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's why Zoe is such a, like, cardboard cutout, like, what men imagine teenage boys like. But on the flip side, I will say, um, well, first of all, it's, like, Yo, hire some, hire some, ugh, whatever, 2004. No, no excuse. There should have been, there should have been some, some women writing this show. But I will say that something that does interest me about it is I do think that it does show pretty interesting and nuanced portrayals of male friendship, which I feel like is something that we don't often see from shows of that time because the formula is so often a trio of friends with two girls and one boy. And so we never really see boys interacting with other boys in meaningful, like, friendship-y ways. I feel like you just don't have a... (laughs) Maybe the shows that you watched were just, like, shows about girls. Because I feel like there's lots of shows that have, like, friends who are guys. But I'm talking about specifically this, like, era of Disney Channel and Nickelodeon content. Like Unfabulous does the same thing here in this first episode. We get the, the what about two girls, what, what about set up. What about your favorite twins, Zach and Cody? But they're brothers. And they don't have other like boy <laughs> about, friends that about, they hang out with. What about Drake and Josh? Again, they're brothers. They do like sibling relationships, but I'm just talking about like guys being f- close 
friends with other guys. You're not, you're not, you're not helping your case here. What about Harry, Ron, and Hermione. Well, they just flipped the script, didn't they? Did, did they? <laughs> Two guys and one girl. Ooh. Yeah. Um, my point is just more on the like ensemble cast. I think the dynamic between Chase, Logan, and Michael is very interesting um, and very like tender at times in a way that we don't often see or we didn't see in those specific shows from that period in time. So I think that that's been interesting to unpack. And also, you know, we talked last week about how the show just doesn't care for adults in the narrative. Mm-hmm. And it's fun until it takes me out of it because I'm like, wait a second. They're in middle school. They are 13 years old and they're being treated like they are fully college students. Yeah. I mean, that's what boarding school is all about. Like there's one episode where they go like full survivor. They end up at a beach two hours from PCA with no way to get back. So what do they do? They start a fire. They catch some fish. Somehow they end up gutting and cooking this fish and eating this fish. And there are no adults around being like, don't do that. Like don't create a banapple tree that just ends up being a dangerously acidic fruit. So I feel like there's a line. And so we 101 crosses that line. Okay. But I'm having a great time. Wait, what was your thesis here? My thesis about the adults. Oh. I was talking about adults. Okay. The lack of adult presence. (laughs) I was like, where did that start? (laughs) Well, I just think we praised it so much last week. Yeah. But sometimes it does truly take me out of the story when I remember that they are like seventh graders. Uh, aren't they in eighth grade now? Now they're in eighth grade. Yeah. But anyways, I, I maybe, maybe, maybe I'll dip back in next week. I'll, I'll keep y'all posted if you care as my, as my analysis comes in and out. Also, Jamie Lynn is still really trying to make a reboot happen. Uh, it's like current, like right Currently, now. Currently. Yeah. Like to this day, apparently one is supposed to happen or was supposed to happen. And then, um, it kind of got. Um, I don't know, stalled, put on the back burner with all of the Britney conservatorship stuff and like how complicit was Jamie Lynn in all of this? And it, it, it's, it, it's getting a little messy. Okay, but does anybody else want to do this reboot or is it literally just her? Oh, no, I mean like everybody seems to be in except Nicole. Because she was bullied. Which is another thing that you learned this Which week. Which is another thing I learned this week that really unfortunately colors this in a not so great way. But the cast reunited like last fall, like October 2020, and did a reboot of um, the music video with like younger talent, including Jojo Siwa. Jojo Siwa was in it. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it's still in the ether. We'll see. Jamie Lynn was really salty when the Lizzie McGuire reboot got announced. She posted like a passive aggressive like TikTok about it and then it died anyways. So you know what, Jamie Lynn? You're so rude. Well, maybe Jamie Lynn was behind it. Maybe <laughs> Jamie Lynn is the reason why our podcast has just like stalled here. A saboteur. I know. Honestly, it wouldn't surprise me. Which brings us to Unfabulous. <laughs> Does <laughs> Does it? All right. Well, well, I feel like I just want to, if if any of these actors had anything going on in their acting careers, they wouldn't be so high on a Zoe 101 reboot. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, nobody really has a whole lot going on these days, which is fine. They're people. But yeah, let's let's get into it, Sam. I mean, what brought us to Unfabulous was the Google realization that Really, I mean, like I saw parallels between Zoe 101 and Lizzie McGuire on a very like archetype, character archetype level. But in all actuality, Unfabulous is the show. Apparently, that was Nickelodeon's response to Lizzie McGuire. Mm -hmm. So we thought it'd be fun to check out the pilot of this show and talk about it. And I don't think we knew what we were in for. I had never heard of this show before. Literally, we Googled it on the podcast last <laughs> week, and that was when I learned that this show existed. 
because it, it I feel like it wasn't a show that got a lot of like reruns anywhere. Um, and even today, like you can't find it on Paramount Plus where we watched Zoe 101 or any of these other streaming services. So I will not disclose how we watched this, <laughs> but we did. Um, and so and I think that as a result, I was pretty down on it. Um, I will say that watching it, there are a lot more direct parallels between this show and Lizzie McGuire than Zoe 101 and Lizzie McGuire. It does feel like this is more kind of ripped from the same uh, or cut from the same cloth. But because I had never heard of this and I feel like I am pretty, you know, well versed in the the Emma Roberts, uh, you know, filmography. Are you? I mean, just a general (laughs) awareness. Sure. But I must say, a lot of people who reviewed this on like IMDb and other various sources were down on it. I was pleasantly surprised. This <laughs> might shock some people, but you know what? I didn't hate this. I, <laughs> I, this show made me laugh out loud. <laughs> it's something. <laughs> I definitely did have an awareness of the show, and I have vague memories of rewatching or not rewatching it I have you know vague memories of watching it it aired fall 2004 and Zoe 101 started like early 2005 so they were in the same sort of premiere cycle but this one did not pull me in maybe it's because I had Lizzie maybe it's because I could just you know watch Lizzie McGuire over and over again um this didn't hit for me at the time Okay, I mean, that's fair. Not every show is going to hit for everybody, but this show, so, I mean, I think that reading the reviews, there was some confusion about what the show was going to be, and I feel like if you perhaps read the description of the show, you might have an idea of what it might be, especially if you have, like, very high expectations for it. I think because, maybe it was because my expectations were so low, I was able to enjoy it more. But there were people, I was reading these reviews, who were very upset that these weren't like, you know, Tony nomin- you know, Tony worthy songs. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, I expected to watch this and be blown away. I thought it was going to be a musical. And I definitely would not call it a musical. <laughs> no. No, and here's the thing. And like, this is the thing I did like about the show and what I found to be very endearing is that the quality of the music really does meet Addie, uh, the, the, the main character, like Emma Roberts' character, at her level. It all feels and sounds like something a 12-year-old would write. Yeah, and no one's expecting Addie. Like, I was shocked that Emma Roberts was cast here because um, while I'm familiar with her filmography, I am not very well-versed in her discography. I do not know if like she's continued with her singing career, but it's definitely like not what I know her for at all. And so I was surprised that they would cast her in this, you know, role that really relies on, you know, a girl who can sing. But I will say she's like 12 and I feel like this might be a hot take. All 12 year olds sound the same. <laughs> like, can they sing? Sure. In their 12 year old way. I mean, agree to disagree on that. I do not think that all... 12-year-olds sound the <laughs> no, same. No, all 12-year-olds sound exactly the same. Zoe 101 theme song, sung by Jamie Lynn Spears. Same age, objectively better. Yeah, but so the Zoe 101, like, if you listen, I feel like the Zoe 101 theme song and any song off the Metamorphosis album, they sound pretty similar. <laughs> <laughs> like, no one's blowing you away with their vocal range as a 12-year-old. That's true, and like, Emma Roberts is not a singer, and... Unless you're like, you know, what's her face? Jackie Ivanko, you know, crazy opera, America's Got Talent girl. Maybe. One in a, you know, one in a, uh, at least 50,000. The other 49,999 12-year-olds sound the same. Grace Vanderwall sounded unique, too. Well, you know what? Statistically, my math is not wrong still. You haven't proven (laughs) me wrong. (laughs) She could also be one in a, in a different 50,000. But yeah, the musical element of the show was appropriately middle school in every way, shape, and form. 
Yeah, no, as someone who, you know, I started taking piano lessons at a very young age. And I feel like at this age, you start to like really develop your musical taste and you start to like learn artists that you like. And then I feel like if you are somebody who plays an instrument, eventually you're like, maybe I could write a song. And this (laughs) just felt very true to me. I I could feel it resonating with you as we were watching it. You were getting such a kick out of Addie's songs. Yeah, no, something (laughs) about this felt very real. Yeah, it was very, it was very cute, and we'll we'll get into the songs, uh, perhaps even play a few because they are delights. Mm-hmm. Should we keep talking about Lizzie stuff? Should we well, get into the episode? I feel like you haven't. We haven't really introduced the what is the premise of the show? Right. Okay, that's what I was thinking too, Sam. <laughs> I have it pulled up. Okay, so <laughs> what does it say? Yeah, it says um, Addie Singer, which is a her last name is singer did you just realize that (laughs) it's like so on the nose yeah addie singer is trying to fit in at school but always seems to end up in embarrassing situations her best friends gina and zach and her parents support her through junior high whenever addie isn't quite sure what to do she writes and sings songs to express how she feels so it's like lizzie mcguire we have cartoon lizzie we have the voice inside of her head who is telling us all of Lizzie's innermost thoughts and feelings. Addie just sings it out. She sings it loud and she sings it proud. Yeah, I mean, this this show is a show that takes place, it seems like, in a similar suburbia as, you know, where Lizzie McGuire takes place. Although it's definitely not the same because there's a line about how there's, a, there's an older brother in this show not a younger brother, is an older brother named Ben, and he has a girlfriend who moved to California, so they can't live in California. Um, but, you know, for all intents and purposes, very similar middle school world. There are some weird things that happen. They seem to have a sentient dog, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is a little strange and unexplained through one episode. And... It's a little bit confusing whether, you know, the music is (laughs) diegetic or non-diegetic because they seem to flip-flop through uh, between these two ideas quite a bit. By by that, I mean, like, sometimes it's, like, actually her playing the music and sometimes she's just in a situation and then music will start to play around her, but she's not actually singing, so it's a little bit unclear where that music comes from. Actually, I don't even think that's Addie. That sounds like a five-year-old singing a yeah, song about Addie being e- different. That doesn't I don't even, even sound like it. That's not Emma Roberts. Yeah, that was really so. This was that was really random. Um, but you know, I feel like if you take that out and if you take Cartoon Lizzie out, Lizzie and Addie are very similar. They are. They went through a metamorphosis of such the summer before seventh grade. They're starting their shows in the same place. I love how, how Addie is just like, I can't really explain it. I'm just, I'm just different. I, no, you're not. We're the same people. We haven't changed. <laughs> she has two best friends, Gina and Zach. Gina is played by Melise Zhao, who, I don't know if you recognized her from anywhere else, but she's, I, she's I didn't been reckon- around the block. I didn't recognize any of the other actors in this show. Interesting. Well, I know her from she was in Big Time Rush. Um, she was also in The Vampire Diaries on the CW. Oh, okay. Cool to see her. This was kind of her first, her breakout role, so to speak. I also recognized the m- actress who plays Addie's mom, and I still can't really articulate where she came from in my memory. Her mom is played by Molly Hagen. Yeah. I. She just has a familiar face to me. I guess if you say so I still didn't like like I said I didn't recognize her either I didn't recognize any of the other people just Emma Roberts just just Emma Roberts yeah well so far I would say that character wise I don't know that we got a really clear sense of who her friends are from this from just this one episode I mean Gina was pretty like cookie cutter boy crazy she is the girl who gets in trouble for wearing a skirt that's too short to school and just being like dress code shamed. And I mean, Zach was just kind of there. 
Yeah, Zach doesn't like shoes. Um, oh, yeah, Zach doesn't like shoes. Yeah, Zach, uh, I feel like Zach, yeah, no, I got more out of Zach than I got out of Gina. I got that Zach is very anti-corporation. Very <laughs> Zach is all about, it seems like, antitrust. Like, <laughs> it's every, he's a little bit conspiratorial. He, uh, he, in that he, he believes that shoes are a conspiracy. Other than that, yeah, they, we don't really get that much about them. And, uh, yeah, I, <laughs> there's not much character development uh, at all kind Across of throughout the, the show. Board. Yeah. I mean, there's two girls who play the villains. I don't know if I could even tell you their names. I don't know their names either. Um, which is sad. Yeah. They're like the popular girls. Honestly, I feel like maybe the most well-developed character is Ben, the brother. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because, you know, I feel like we learned the most about him in this episode outside of Addie and her feelings. Um, What did you think about the older brother versus younger brother decision that they made? They were like, we can't make this too obvious. I know what we'll do. We'll make the brother older. They, they, I feel like there's like I could see Matt McGuire turning into this guy. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> it, I think if anything, it changes your like titular character. You know, being an older sibling versus a younger sibling, it has an impact on a character. You know, I mean, I it could if Ben was more. See, I the thing about being, I guess, a younger sibling is that you always have to kind of meet the, like exceed the expectations that were set by your older sibling. And whether or not your older sibling is like a genius or a dummy, like that could <laughs> work in either way, uh, either direction for you. But I don't know that we know enough about Ben to know how like Addie feels about trying to follow up on the legacy left by Ben because... I, I I just feel like a, one episode was not enough to really know about Ben. Like on the flip side, Matt is always trying to live up to Lizzie in some way, and that's why he really enjoys pranking her because, you know, in some ways I think his parents think that Lizzie is perfect. Um, and so Matt is like, well, you know what? You're not. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, guess, I guess we would have to delve a little deeper, which I don't think either of us really care to do so yeah i mean it was very hard to find even just episode 101 um so you know to go searching for three seasons of this this show is on for three seasons is not not a task i i really want to undertake at this time yeah that that's i would agree let's just let's go through the episode though um let's talk it through my first note i think you took more thorough notes than i did so feel free to lead the way. My first note is that mediocre theme song. Oh, okay. I mean, you're really just skipping ahead. Oh, yeah. We did get a cold open. Yeah, there was, <laughs> there was a cold open. It was a flashback. So apparently, according to IMDb, every episode is in the form of, fl- of a flashback. <laughs> That's such a narrative choice. <laughs> I know, it's, And I feel like it's a narrative choice that like, you know, you do it once in a while. You like spice things up. It's not like your format. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, every episode is a flashback. That is that is fascinating. Way that to is, way to is... play with time, Loki. Jeez, <laughs> that's wild. Yeah, we start with Addie's face is in a punch bowl, and the whole episode is about how does her face end up in a punch bowl? Great question, and. Uh, she's like well let me let me let me explain flashback to her birth (laughs) (laughs) no 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 not that far back and so it's the first day after summer vacation and here's the thing that was a little bit hard to follow things happen in this show like multiple times but it'll be once like her her like this happened i feel like at multiple points the first time is her ideal desire for the outcome and then the second is the way that it actually turned out (laughs) yeah it's it's very jarring until you understand the format it's not like like in lizzie mcguire it would the how the first part of the scene plays out we would just get like cartoon lizzie kind of acting it out but in this we get like a full like 
this is real life. Oh, bleh, just kidding. It's not. Yeah. And that happened multiple times, which was kind of hard to follow, especially at the beginning when I didn't know that that was going to happen. Like I took this at face value. I was like, oh, Addie's pretty cool. <laughs> and it turns out she's not. No. So yeah, then, so that's a dream. Uh, the sentient dog uh, is also an alarm clock. So the dog wakes her up and then we get to the theme song, which yeah, first, first, for a show about uh, like a girl who writes songs, a I felt like this theme song was forgettable in that I forget it right now. Yeah, it was just different plays. Oh, it on... was it was different. You better watch out. I'm gonna play that every time you say different. <laughs> okay, I'm not even going to complete my thought. So, <laughs> so we cut to Addie getting ready for school in the morning. She is on the phone and she is kind of like discussing. I'm assuming she's on the phone with Gina because she's talking about how bold eyeshadow is too much too soon on the first day of school. And Ben is hogging the bathroom and Addie, she has her ways. Yeah, so Ben's got to be in high school, right? And this was something that's weird. So... Ben's school apparently starts a week after <laughs> Addie's school starts. What? Why? Yeah, that was so strange to me. I don't know. And that was confusing to me at first, too, because like F, that made me think at first that it was a younger brother, similar to Lizzie McGuire, because maybe like elementary school could start. Later. I, don't, I don't remember that ever. Being I don't the know. Case. But usually school all starts together. Maybe maybe Ben goes to like. A charter school or like a, some sort of like private school that's on a different schedule. Yeah. I guess that's not too difficult to explain away now I, that I'm talking about it. I guess, but they didn't. So that's true. I mean, yeah, we got there's parents. And again, the exercise returns of what do they do? I don't know. No. <laughs> Unclear. They just spy on their children. Yeah. We get a lot of Addie voiceover in this scene. Mm-hmm. She's just so, you know. What? What is she? She's just so. Oh, damn it! She's just so different now. It's the first day of seventh grade, and seventh graders get to take cool electives for the first time. And she's taking a music composition class. She taught herself how to play guitar when she was nine, and she is just well on her way to making something happen with her music. Honestly, this is this is a bigger talent that she's cultivated than anything that Lizzie did throughout her entire life. So That's true. I mean, this <laughs> this show does start us off with a character who has a passion. Yeah. Who is interested in something specific. Yeah. I mean, just listen to the vocal musings of young Addie Singer. I can't drive and I can't vote I can't even pierce my nose So what does it mean to be 13? I can go to the movies and see PG-13 Can't see it when you're 12 PG-13 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 I mean, she's not wrong <laughs> <laughs> Can't see it when you're 12 Is the line that gets me every time I mean, that was just one of many Cause then we got, then we got this. Lost my cookies on a yellow bus. Bus driver Bobby sure did cuss. At least I got to stay at home. That's the upside of food poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> These are just such. Such eloquent musings from a twelve-year-old mind. Yeah, I hope she. I hope she opened some garage band and recorded these because she's <laughs> gonna want to remember them later. And I think this is where the joy of the show is for you, right? Yeah, it's it's in these songs. I mean, hearing the songs for the first time, I did not know what to expect, and they just like this is the part that made me laugh out loud because you're hearing the songs for the first time and you're like, oh my god, <laughs> this Her is mind. wild. <laughs> Her mind. Like, I don't, they just sound like a 13 year old wrote them. And I feel like that's, you know, there's something authentic about them and I can't explain what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, we really we really enjoy Addie's music. Like the next step for her is to like try to write a love song having never been in love before. It's she's so close to getting to that oh, yeah. point. I'm sure she will. <laughs> I'm sure she will as well. <laughs> It'll be all it'll be like a song all about like how she sees Jake Bahari across the hall, but she's never interacted with him before. <laughs> it's so true. And then there was another song about new shoes. New shoes. You rule. You rule. New shoes. New shoes. You rule. You rule. New shoes. Not her finest work. Also, yeah, the, the other shoes ones are, are ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are those? They're like moon boots. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they don't rule. Spoiler alert. Actually, my favorite part about this freeze frame situation is it's not even the boots. It's the way she's wearing these like baggy jeans that must be so long because the cuff goes up to her knee. Like they're like folded in half. Do you see that? I mean, I, when I look at this, all I can think is like, what an ab workout <laughs> this pose, like playing the guitar in this way must be. Oh yeah. She's also in like <laughs> boat pose. <laughs> like, I hope she got this in one take. Cause I don't know how long she can do this. She's like staring lovingly at her shoes. Cool. So that is the introduction to Addie and it's a pleasant one. We enjoyed it. We had a good time. Now we get to meet Gina and Zach. We learn that every year there is a back-to-school party at Randy Klein's. Now, to me, this rang some bells because I'm like, ooh, a la Danny Kessler's pool party? Ooh. ooh. <laughs> I was like, wait, do you do you know Randy Klein? <laughs> I was like, where are you going with this? <laughs> Shades of Danny Kessler. Mm. Yeah, a little bit. Then, I don't even know, Sam, Like, just like a wild sequence of events happens. Yeah, um, the thing about Ran- Randy Klein's pool party, and this is different than Danny Kessler's pool party. Randy Kessler's like back to school party is Randy an- Klein. You just said Randy Kessler. Oh my god, they <laughs> they blend together. Randy Klein's uh, back to school party is like an annual event, and they it seems like they've been going since you know elementary school, and apparently every year something embarrassing happens to uh, Addie at this party. And the things that happen, like, come back to haunt her. And so she's, like, now bullied pretty heavily due to the things that happen at Randy Klein's birth, uh, not birth, at, at his back-to-school party. So this kid, Eli, comes up to, like, insult her. And so Addie just, like, roundhouse kicks him in the stomach. <laughs> um, And then we soon learn that, no, that's just what she wished she could have done. But... <laughs> But it's like, before you know that this is the format, you're like, oh my God. (laughs) Jarring. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, at least Addie is getting invited to these parties. That's more than Lizzie McGuire had going for her. Yeah. At the time, because that was the big deal in pool party is that, oh my gosh, she got invited to Danny Kessler's pool party for the first time. Yeah. Did we even get any specifics on what embarrassing things happened to Addie? Uh, there was something about a sprinkler, I believe. I, I think just various various mishaps. I didn't I didn't note them. Uh, it makes me feel so. Randy, I feel like we've got to get Randy's bar mitzvah at some point. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Randy's bar mitzvah has got to be down the line somewhere. Yeah, it's probably a banger. Pro- <laughs> probably. But yes, at, everyone is already teasing. Addie, um, wondering what embarrassing thing is going to happen to her this year. Then we get some school scenes. Gina's skirt is too short. Um, a full yardstick comes out, which is cool. Loved that. Yeah, so uh, this is Principal Brandywine. Um, Principal Brandywine uh, is a big, big stickler for rules, and she's in a wheelchair, and this becomes... Uh, Relevant to the plot when she wheels over Zach's unshoed feet. <laughs> I think I missed that. <laughs> <You> missed that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, Zach paying the price real early for not wearing any <laughs> shoes. We also learn in this opening school scene that Addie has a crush on a kid named Jake. Jake Bavari. Bahari. Bahari. What did I just say? But I don't even know. Bavari. Bahari. Excuse me. Then we're in homeroom. 
we get the announcements delivered by the principal. And guess what? All of the cool things that you get to do in seventh grade, they're gone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, thanks, eighth graders. Yeah, the eighth graders were such hooligans that all seventh grade privileges were taken away. Um, They don't get to eat outside. They don't, Addie does not get her music comp class because that's now an eighth grade elective. Uh, She has to take a chess class now. I don't know. My notes are wild. So is the next thing we learn the Randy Klein situation? No, no. So, I mean, in addition, so there's also no computer lab without a supervisor, no spring fling and no ski week. Apparently there's a ski week or a ski tripper of some kind. Let's see. Oh, we skipped over. So there is a B story um, that the the show tries to uh, impart here um, involving Ben. And so the B story is basically Ben is on the phone with his girlfriend, Tara. And he's like, I'm so sad that you moved. You can't even see my new muscles. Cue him trying to early 2000s webcam his muscles to his girlfriend, Tara. Love that. And this is where, again... He tells the dog, the sentient dog, Nancy, to go get the plug with three prongs. And Nancy comes back with the the plug with two prongs. And he's like, no, Nancy, the one with three prongs. And Nancy barks and it's like, she's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nancy is trained. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wait, did you mention theory of chess already? Yes, Addie is now in a chess class. But I did not mention the upside to chess. The upside. Oh, yes. Yeah. Live the rook. <laughs> Live the rook. <laughs> you know who else is in this chess class with Addie? Who? Jake Bahari. Oh, Jake Bahari. So chess doesn't seem so bad anymore. And this is where you learn about Randy Klein. <laughs> I'm still not sure that he's okay. He's definitely not okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, he had a water skiing accident, and he's in a full body cast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the party is off, except it's not, because Addie has an idea. You know, she is a new and improved woman. She has changed. Addie's singer, she's new and improved, she's different. I didn't say it. <laughs> It also implies to, it also, you know, will get triggered by just the thought. I get, <laughs> if the meaning of the words <laughs> That's not is fair. in the same ballpark, it will, it will unfortunately trigger the sound. That's not fair. <laughs> I can see how, how hard your wheels were turning to not use the word different. <laughs> but. Alas, you cannot escape. So her idea is that she is going to host the back-to-school party. If it's at her house, she can control the environment and minimize any chance of mishaps. It is a foolproof plan, except apparently she needs approval from the popular girls to do it. She needs to like give them a presentation as to why it should be at her house. My favorite line from this scene is when... <laughs> One of the girls is looking. She literally gives like a poster board with like images of the interior of her home. And one of the girls is like, is that a shag carpet? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So it becomes a full production because apparently like multiple people have had this epiphany that like Randy's out. I could host the party. (laughs) (laughs) So it becomes like an audition process and people have to come in and like fully pitch their party plan. So yeah, and the other the other scandalous thing is that they would have the party in the basement. Gross. <laughs> it's actually my living room. What wins it is there's a third girl who's also never introduced, but girl number three is thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's like, Addie has a hottie brother. <laughs> that's enough. Addie is in. Yeah, that's all it takes. Just a hot brother. Yeah, thank you, Ben. Really Who doesn't have- even show up to the party. I know. Yes. So then Addie has the party, but she still hasn't asked her parents if she can do this. And this scene was a little confusing to me. It's like Addie thought that it would be a lot more difficult than it is. But the way she keeps trying, she it almost felt like she was trying to like talk herself out of it. I don't know if you got that sense too. 
Yeah, it it's like she wanted her parents to argue with her more than they did. Yeah, she was so baffled by their compliance. She was, yeah, she was shocked. But mom is into it, you know? She's, uh, she's like, you know what? You're getting older and um, you have your party. Yeah, we trust you. We'll stay upstairs all night. We won't, we won't flush the toilet. Yeah, seven minutes in heaven. When I was younger, it was 11. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, but things now, they're, they're different. Yeah, and this is where my notes start to get a little, a little skimpy. So take the lead. Oh, I mean, now we just cut to the party. Um, they're, so <laughs> Addie is, uh, you know, she's very nervous that no one's going to show up. It's five o'clock and no one's there, even though the party doesn't start for an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Zach apparently has like brought his cousin's like SoundCloud music I don't <laughs> to play at the party, which is like a poor musical choice. I'm glad that that was vetoed. And upstairs... Mom is in Addie's room because I guess she's just, you know, remembering a, a, a different time. She likes being there now. Um, but she remembers when Addie was younger. And um, Ben is also home on a Friday, which mom makes a comment that's like, why are you home on a Friday? And it's kind of unanswered. So Ben might not have any friends. <laughs> Unclear. And that's when they realize that if they're on Addie's computer, they can hack into the webcam that apparently Ben has left on from showing Tara his muscles. So they can see into the basement. Yeah, the way that shows from this period in time, like these early aught shows, play with technology in ways that like aren't quite logical or plausible, but like it could work is always so interesting to me. And it reminds me, actually, of uh, the episode of Lizzie McGuire with, like, the uh, the email or, like, the IM yeah. at the beginning. Yeah. Although this is, a, this is more harmless. Like, the parents never do anything. They're just, like, spying on the party for some reason. Yeah, and, they're just, it's just, like, entertainment And the thing is, like, it's, so, it's such bad quality. It looks like it's moving at, like, four frames a second. <laughs> it's so choppy. Yeah. No, I mean, like, the, the most uncomfy part of this whole surveillance subplot is like so the mom's watching it she's like kind of like eating popcorn watching it then the dad comes in and he's like oh look at my little girl oh she's so pretty and I'm just like, dad relax yeah dad chill out <laughs> it's so weird it was um downstairs Ad addy is like she gets very excited because Guess who came to her party? Jake Bahari. He's over by the punch bowl and two other girls are laughing at the things that he's saying. So what's she going to do? What's, what's she going to do? <laughs> Upstairs, now the, fam the whole family is watching and they've ordered a pizza and the pizza guy is watching the webcam as well. And downstairs, Addie makes eye contact with Jake and Jake nods at Addie and Addie's like, that's my in. And so she walks over but then, what do you know? She trips over Nancy's wire, that stupid three-pronged wire that Nancy brought over, and face plants directly into the punch bowl. Honestly, the skill. The <laughs> skill involved to just gracefully trip precisely into a bowl of punch. Also shades of Lizzie McGuire. Not that Kate oh, yeah. ever trips into the bowl of punch, but punch face happens. Did you say Kate? Oh, yeah. I get, okay, never Kate. mind. It is Kate. I thought you were talking about, like, you were referencing just, like, Lizzie being one who trips. Oh, well, Lizzie always trips, but Kate ends up in a punch bowl. Yeah, very true. But you know what? This works out because who's the first, who's the guy who comes to the rescue? Jake Bahari. Comes to the rescue? He's just like, Addie, are you okay? Well, it's <laughs> more than anybody else does. And then Addie's like, you know my name? <laughs> Yeah, you're in my uh, chess class. Live the Rook. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all it takes for it to be a great party for Addie. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. He's like, see you in chess. And then Addie later is uh, upstairs and her, her family owes her for spying on her and getting pizza crumbs in her bed. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's episode 101 of Unfabulous. That's it. She's a punch rocker. Yeah. <laughs> She's a fun truck. <laughs> the closing song. Yeah. There is something 
endearing about this. There, there's a spark. There's, there's potential. I think that I enjoy the tone of the show. I feel like Addie doesn't take herself as seriously as Lizzie does. No, Addie accepts where she is in the pecking order of life in a way that Lizzie never can. <laughs> and it's so easy for her to like this like this final scene. She doesn't even dwell in the embarrassment of it because Jake Bahari knows her name and that yeah, is enough. It's a win. It's, it's a net positive. <laughs> it's something. It is something. It is it- something we watched can't see him when you're 12 pg-13 pg-13 yeah um so who was your mvp of the pilot of unfabulous Ooh, i feel like it has to be addy right i feel like we don't know enough about anyone else yeah i agree and i feel like that's a better track record so so far i feel like the only of like the three shows right that we've watched the pilots of uh in this era which was, I think, Lizzie McGuire, and then Zoe 101, and then this show. Zoe <laughs> Zoe and Addie both won the MVPs of their first episodes, and Lizzie did not. <laughs> so what does that say? I don't know. But what are we counting as the first episode of Lizzie McGuire? Are we counting, this is, the, are we counting, like, rumors or pool party? No, we're counting rumors. Oh, yeah, Lizzie was awful in that episode. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you would think that a show would really put their, you know, protagonist's best foot forward in the first episode. So it shouldn't be that, it shouldn't be that surprising. It shouldn't be that hard. But yeah, like you said, Addie knows where she's at in life. She <laughs> is making, she's making things happen for herself. She's yeah. writing songs. She's 13. <laughs> she is 13. Yeah. Were there any outfits that stuck out to you here? I guess here. We'll start here. Okay. I mean, I do think similar to Zoe 101, I think that this show also kind of just meets kids where they're at mm-hmm. in terms of the wardrobe choices. And it does feel more like things that I would be wearing at the time. Yeah. Um. I think I... There's an outfit where she's wearing kind of like a polo t-shirt with a long sleeve shirt under it. That rings true to me. Oh, this this right here? Yes. It looks like it's an Abercrombie shirt. I think the like it's logoed. What about uh, everything that... So Gina seems to be like the fashion person in the show. Yeah, Gina is the most out there um, with her, you know, one sleeve shirt. I remember shirts like that and her like cheetah print purse. Yeah. And her short skirt that she shamed for. Scandalous. Yeah. I think that honestly, Addie's style is probably the most similar to what I would be wearing to school of the shows we've watched. Like even just at the party, just wearing like a, graphic t-shirt with like one one word on it this word Mm. is social yeah so you know she's social (laughs) um that very much looks like it came from like air apostle or something Uh definitely relatable anything notable with with the boys not not especially no no jake bahari's got style though jake bahari (laughs) it's like leather jacket or like the leather um my god collar Mm mm-hmm yeah, and I thought it was funny how Jake Bahari seems to just, like, leave the party, like, in the middle. <laughs> yeah, he's just, like, see you at chess, bye. Yeah, Jake Bahari's just going to leave, like, he can drive or something. Like, he has a <laughs> way out. He, like, he has a way home from this party. So, yeah, we told you we were going to watch Unfabulous, and we watched it. Yeah, and I saw many jokes about how, you know, everybody thinks they're so original being, like, this show is so unfabulous, oh, the title. But, like, you know what? It well, It is what it is. Was it the best show? No. But was it the worst show? No. no. <laughs> I mean, it they was really... Just like right, I think it was just like right in the middle somewhere there. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, I do think that the title did set itself up for that. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I mean, we are so off the beaten path of where we where we started 
<laughs> where this journey began. Where are we going next? Um, great question. Uh, I don't know. I mean, should we reel it back in to the, you know, at the very least, the Hillary Duff universe? The Hillary Duff universe? Yes. You you don't you you don't want to stick with what we're doing now. What do you mean? Like find another Nickelodeon show to watch? I don't know. Just like you you would rather you know not do this. I mean, I have an idea. What's your idea? I think that it is time that we watch the film that really really gives Haley Duff a chance to shine. Oh, Haley Duff. I think we should watch Material Girls. Wow. That would be quite a change of pace. It would be. Yeah. That would be something brand new. And part of me knows I'm going to regret this next weekend because I don't really have time to watch a movie right now. It is National Novel Writing Month, NaNoWriMo, and your girl's got a book to write. But I think it will be fun. I don't know. I... This movie impacted me enough that I bought it on iTunes, but I don't remember a whole lot about it outside of it being the sort of like, I think they're like rich siblings who like lose their inheritance Uh or they're like cut off. Got it. So you think that your, your take now will, will have changed? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. You down? Yeah, I could do that. Okay. Okay. Cool. Well, as always, we're around. You can follow us at Outfit Repeat Pod on Twitter. Email us at OutfitRepeatersPodcast at gmail.com. Clearly, we are open to ideas and suggestions. So if you have any, come through. Yeah. This, uh, if you liked this and you want to hear any of our earlier podcasts, you can find them either at our website, www.outfitrepeatersPodcast.com paginatedmedia.com slash outfit repeaters or on any platform where podcasts are available and uh you know if you like the crown check out crowning around we've got new episodes of crowning around where myself ivan vukovic and carlin greenwald chat about the crown season two uh that is available to stream as well cool so we will see you next week to talk about material girls unless we change our minds Unless you change <laughs> unless you change your mind. We'll see how we'll see how the right We didn't need that. I'm not different. Play us out, Sam. <laughs> <laughs>